Welcome to Create Your Own Economy podcast, the weekly podcast that equips you with the know-hows, the strategies, tools, and resources to create your own economy, grow your business, and live the life you desire. If you have not done so, hit the subscribe button so you'll never miss an episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome to today's episode of Create Your Own Economy with Bumi Ajibade. And you know I'm always excited, but today is just so different. My excitement is on another level because I have my friend of over, I think we've known for over 15, 16, 17 years? Yeah, we're working on 20 years almost. Oh my goodness, 20 <laughs> oh, years. Oh I my know. goodness. Wow, wow. Jessica Botnik and, uh, you know, we met on the job and mm-hmm. we have been friends since then. And today, Jessica is here to share with us her journey, how she transitioned from corporate America and she made a choice to create her own economy, her own, uh, uh, um, uh, you know, job, uh, her, where she has employees and and living in her purpose. So she would talk about how she created her economy, the bonds on the road, and then she would share tips and strategies uh, for us to have a successful business. So everybody, it's time to talk about how to create your own economy. So welcome. Welcome, Jessica. Yay. Thank you so much for having me because when we worked together, I always considered you a mentor and I admired you. And to be on your podcast is um, an honor for me. So thank you so oh, much. Oh, it is an honor to have you here, Jessica. I really appreciate you. So let me tell you a little bit about Jessica. And it's going to be a little bit, um, we're going to include her bio or, you know, we'll have a link to her bio so that you can see what this human being is doing. She's a mother, she's a wife, and uh, it's just amazing. Jessica is the co-founder and CEO of Foundation for Choice. Choice, and what choice means is consider how one individual changes everything, choice the acronym choice and she's also a company board of directors member she founded choice foundation for choice in 2014 after about 10 years in corporate leadership executive management and business development which she has all those experiences that she brought to the table. And I had an interview with somebody you know, um, Yvonne Cabrera, some few weeks ago. And she said that every learning, everything we have learned in wherever we worked, when we transitioned to our own economy, to creating our own economy, we carry those learnings along with us. And that will be the foundation that we begin to grow from. So Jessica is responsible for Foundation for Choices planning, goal setting strategies, creating opportunities for those in underprivileged communities. And because of 
her love for humanity, Jessica has been um, nominated and she has won so many awards. Uh, and we always talk about everybody needs to have at least three sources of income. So Jessica, she was a franchise owner of Saxby's Coffee. Mm-hmm. which is, she sold in 2011. She's also the founder of a college advising company. Uh, Jessica, how do you do all this? <laughs> there are two, three pages. I have three pages. How do you do all this, Jessica? How? <laughs> <laughs> Thank the thank thank the Lord up above. That's for sure. Definitely, definitely. So, Jessica, let's let's just start from. How did you get the idea, or when did you decide? When did you know that it was time for you to transition from corporate America to creating your own economy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I spent 10 years in corporate America, about 10 years, and worked with you for four of those, fortunately for me. Um, and then I moved into uh, medical pharmaceutical companies. And I, I liked it for a while, but we were at one of our annual sales meetings and they were talking about um, this. And I can't ever talk about the procedure itself because I don't want to get sued, but <laughs> they were talking about a procedure. They were like, obesity rates are going to rise by this percent this year. So we're going to sell X amount of these devices. And everyone in the room gets up and they applaud. And I'm the only person sitting down and I'm looking around the room. and I'm like, we are capitalizing on something that we shouldn't be capitalizing on. And so after that, I had three jobs in probably two years. And I kept looking at the company or the products or the people. And then at one point, I just had to look in the mirror and look at myself and say, I'm the common denominator. This isn't working for me. Um, so <laughs> yeah, it, it was me, it wasn't them, right? I'm the problem. Um, so I started volunteering because I still needed income, you know, I still needed to pay bills. Uh, So I started volunteering just to kind of fill a void that I had. And I was helping these low-income girls at a high school, first generation. They were so much smarter than I was at that age. They knew so much more. But then I started asking the questions like, oh, you want to go to college? It's great if you applied for college. No. Oh, second semester of your senior year, ladies. Um, FAFSA, SAT, ACT, what have you done? They're like, oh, we haven't done any of that. And then you f- come to find out that they have all these aspirations and dreams. They just don't know how to get there. Um, so I woke up in the morning and I, it was not my idea. I believe God speaks to us in our sleep and gives us ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, and I woke up with this idea to start this nonprofit. I was given the name. I was given the acronym. Consider how one individual changes everything. I was I literally woke up with an idea, put the pen to paper, started creating this nonprofit, and I did. And it's, I haven't looked back. There have been times when I wanted to look back. <laughs> there <Definitely>. been <laughs> uh, but the, the lives we change is just, it, it keeps, keeps me going. I, I love what you said. You said, you know, you found something here, you found something here, and then you ask yourself, instead of saying, you are bad, you are bad, you are bad, you are bad, you are bad. Ooh, I'm so good. You said, okay, I am the common denominator here. Yeah. What I got here, 
is not um, making it for me. What I got here, what I, so I'm the common denominator. Now I need to look at myself and see what am I supposed to be doing? Uh, because we complain about, um, I don't like my co-workers. Thank God we loved and respect each other. But there's some you just really don't want to work with. And then you also, um, uh, you know, on Sunday morning, Sunday night, you're like, oh my goodness, I have to go to work tomorrow. So, uh, or where you thought they were, they were, uh, capitalizing or trying to exploit a situation that is really not good, mm-hmm. that, that that is not who you are. So we, there are so many things, but people still keep on doing it, keep on doing it, you know, and I'm very happy that you found yourself as a common denominator and you, <laughs> you look for, you know, uh, what you need to do. So, yeah. Tell us about the journey now when you decided uh, what were some of the the challenges of starting your own business? Mm-hmm. What are some of the challenges and how uh, how did you overcome them? But Or how are you overcoming them? Because I know challenges will keep on coming. Yes, they, they always come. Um, you know, we're a nonprofit, so... Um, we don't essentially sell a service. So we have to be able to rely on donors and grants and special events to make sure that we are funded. So that was always a challenge, especially at the beginning when all it is is an idea and we have no success success measures to, to mm. tell a story. So it's like, how do we ask for money for something that really hasn't existed yet? Mm. Um, so that was, a, that was a great challenge in the beginning. And so we did a lot of events the first couple of years, getting people out, just raising money that way. And um, fortunately, we are a volunteer heavy organization uh, because all of our mentors are volunteers. So some years we have upwards of 500 volunteers, which keeps our cost low and really allows us to be able to um, make a great impact with very little financial need. We have to pay staff, right? We, we do create jobs, which is important um, to keep the program running smoothly and to have great impact. Um, but we are we are so thankful for volunteers. You know, remember the movie um, uh, it, with Kevin Costner and it was about the uh, field of dreams. And they say, if you build it, they will come. Mm-hmm. That is how I feel about this. You build something and you just hope people want to volunteer and you hope they want to mentor. And we built it and they came and it was, it was truly amazing. Um, but it, it's been a journey and um, COVID did not help. Uh, when we're in education and when they closed the schools down, it was, it was, it was traumatic for the kids in our program because I don't know if we look at what closing schools down did for these low income kids Um, because they relied on schools for food for breakfast and lunch. Mm -hmm. Uh, So they weren't getting breakfast and lunch Mm -hmm. and they relied on schools for safety because sometimes in their home, it's not safe. Mm -hmm. And when you're living in this constant state of stress, like where's the next meal coming from? Am I going to eat today? It's a, yeah. it's a different world. Um, and that's, those are our, those are our students that are in our program. Yeah. Um, and so we lost, we could not find 
many of them, their cell phones were turned off. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, let's say yeah. their, it, it, it was tragic. And yeah, COVID, COVID, COVID messed up a lot of stuff, you know, but I'm thankful that we're out of COVID. <laughs> we're out of because, because uh, uh, I mean, many people lost their lives. I mean, I, I have a friend that lost seven people in their family. You know, seven people. Um, COVID was real. Yeah. Uh, so as many people are dying, so also um, people that are alive, they are going through, as you said, you know, kids, schools were closed. Uh, had to be closed because of the way this this thing moved and killed so many people. But but we're really thankful, uh, you know. And and I'm really thankful that even so. How did you find way to help those kids during that that um, time? You know, we were very fortunate that we were able to move to virtual mentoring. We, you know, we did not know obviously COVID was happening, but at the same time or before we were building uh, online learning management system. And so, I mean, it, we kind of rushed the process to complete it. Mm-hmm. And fortunately we did because we were able to get our mentors and students online that we were able to find. Um, you know, we did have a lot of students that had to work two jobs or students mm-hmm. that had to take care of the younger siblings so their parents could work. Um, but we were able to go online. Um, wow. Our The second year of COVID, we had the smallest program that we ever had. Wow. And that even smaller than our pilot year, which was really challenging because mm-hmm. um, we just couldn't find the kids. And I had a meeting with one of my board members a couple of days ago. And he said, you know, through COVID, we would have board meetings and They'd be virtual. And he would say, I thought that that it was going to be our last board meeting. And, you know, <laughs> and I said, you know what? Every board meeting, I thought I was going to tell you this is our, this is our last board meeting. <laughs> mm, mm. Um, you know, we just we made it through. And fortunately, we did. And uh, a lot of nonprofits and education had to close during that time. Yeah. yeah. And so we didn't. And so I'm very thankful um, for that, for sure. Um, and now we're we're rocking and rolling, and I keep saying every year next year's the year, but I really believe that this school year is the year. <laughs> yeah. So um, when you talk about growth, because any new business that you that is created, there will be you know the learning curve because every entrepreneur has that mindset that. I have the best program, especially you. God gave me the name, gave me everything. So I'm going in to conquer, to get everything done and all that. And then we are like, oh, 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 this this bump here, this bump there. But what do you think you can attribute to your growth? You know, let's leave COVID aside. (laughs) COVID is... Uh, I think we say COVID is uh, does not uh, it, it it affected everybody, yeah. but now when you talk about growth of your business, what would you say uh, has really helped you with the growth of the business? Looking at when you started in 2014 and now, yeah, it works. We really we really break the cycle of poverty for these kids that go through our program. 
Um, and so because of that, there is not another program out there like ours. And we have almost 100% success rate with getting the students that are in our program, not just into college, but completing college. So when you look at when you look at the national statistics, 14% of low-income students that enroll in college actually complete college. That means 86% of low-income students are dropping out of college. That's, that's disgusting. That's just not fair. 70% um, of our students graduate from college. So it's not, you know, that's not good enough for me. I want it, I want it to go higher, but boy, that sure is better than 14%, right? So we're going to continue to try to improve that number by providing great support to all of our students. Um, you know, we learned the hard way the first year of our program. Here's another bump, right? Um, we had our pilot year, we had 25 students that went through our program. Only five of those actually remained in college after the first year because they didn't have the money. Mm -hmm. They, we didn't prepare them as well as we should have um, to really kind of get out of, you know, this high school environment into college and, and prepare them for that transition. So immediately after I learned this, I changed the curriculum and mm -hmm. I said, we need to prepare these students for, for, what that transition looks like. And now we have a 70% success rate that will continue to grow. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's really amazing. So um, looking at your journey from all the different jobs that you, that you had, a, B, C, D. I don't know whether you have E, F, G, H. <laughs> Probably, right? So looking at your journey from that to creating your own economy. And what I've seen as, uh, as I have mentored and coached so many people is fear. Yeah. Fear of the unknown. Fear of failure. And I know every single one of us has a fear of something, especially when we are moving into uncharted uh, uh, territory or, you know, you are moving into, into something you've never done before. You've had people doing it, but you have never done it. We all have some fear. What kind of fear did you have and how did you overcome that? Mm -hmm. What if it doesn't work? What if the people don't come? Right. Mm. What if I have this idea, but I can't find a single mentor mm. to help these students? Um, and I mean, that's those are real fears. And, and that that was not just a real fear, but a real possibility that could have happened. Um, what if we can't what if we can't get into a school? You know, if we can't get into a school, then we can't find the students and then we don't have a program. Um so there were a lot of fears and there were a lot of variables that if they didn't all add up and work, there was nothing that could have really helped the success of this program, but they all did. And, um, you know, but it takes hard work, right? It takes determination. You can't just call a school one time and say, Hey, we have this great program. Uh, can we help? You know, you're, they're not going to respond. So you have to just keep trying. And so that's a lot of the sales skills, right? That, 
that, mm-hmm. that we were taught. Yes, yes. <laughs> right. um, and I, you know, when we were at Avon, I would always uh, tell the uh, the Avon reps, I'd say, "Your job is to get kicked out of a building today." <laughs> right. right? <laughs> That means you did your job, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And so you know, that's so, yeah. Fear is real. It, it is so real. But how we deal with it? How because some people just let the fear paralyze them that they are not able doing anything. It's like what if they throw me out? What if they don't respond? What if, you know, we don't have any mentors? What if, what if, what if? The next thing is, what if you have 500 mentors? What if you have kids in college with 80% uh, graduating college? What if, you know, right? Mm -hmm. So not allowing any Fear paralyze you, and if there if there's any genuine fear that you are going through as you decide to create your own economy, decide to deal with it. Mm-hmm. And if you know you cannot deal with it, speak to your mentor, speak to your coach, ask somebody. And if it has to do with skill set, because sometimes it might be skill set related, go get. Educated about that thing, go to school, take classes, look for some free classes. As much as I don't like a lot of free classes, take some free classes or whatever it is. Do not let fear paralyze you. As we round up this, I really want to talk to you more and more. The the people in my, you know, that listen to this podcast, the people in my tribe, they, some of them have full-time job. They still have their nine to five. And then they have a little side hustle. You know, that was what we did when we worked together, helping people with side hustles or people who have full-time business to to really uh, uh, grow their business. Then I also have people that are planning on retiring. They are planning on retiring and they are thinking, once I retire, what am I going to do after retirement? So they are thinking of creating something that they can they can use. Then I have people that have businesses already. They're thinking of how to grow that business, how to scale that business. Now, how would you encourage somebody who wants to take their side hustle to another level? Mm-hmm. Or who wants to start a side hustle, but they're afraid? What will you tell them, Jessica? Yeah. What are you good at? What's your passion? Right. Um, and, and find that and create a side hustle. I'm good at helping kids get into college. I created a, a curriculum, got a copyright on it in 2017. So what's my side hustle? I use my knowledge, all of the information I have that I've built. And now I'm helping private schools launch college counseling programs. So that's kind of a little side hustle because college advisors in schools sometimes don't have the knowledge that that I might have. So now I'm helping them build programs. Um, I can also help kids from affluent families mm-hmm. get into college also, and they can pay someone like me for the advice and the knowledge. Um, so it's what what are you good at? What do you know a lot about? 
And how can you put that to work? Because what you know, someone else doesn't know. So how can you help them with your knowledge? Yes. Yes. What are you good at? Mm -hmm. So as we round up uh, today, and I will let Jessica talk about how she can, uh, um, you know, how she can help you. But, But the thing is, what are you good at? I hope you are not good at, good at complaining. <laughs> yeah, complaining how you don't like your boss. You want to fire your boss, okay? Uh, how you don't like your your coworkers. How you don't like what they do. How you how you don't like leaving the house. Even people that work from home. How you don't you know? It's like uh, there's so many things you don't like. Mm-hmm. We we get that, right, Jessica? We get that. But the question is, what do you like? Mm -hmm. What are you passionate about? And how can you turn that into a side hustle? Because somebody, somebody will pay you because they don't know what you know. Just as you will pay somebody for things that you don't know. What do you have? What seed do you have in your hand that God can bless? So uh, how can people reach you, Jessica? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Email jessica.bartnick at foundationforchoice.org. You can find me on LinkedIn. Uh, That's a really good professional avenue to connect with me as well. Yeah. And and if you have any, you know, if you are listening to us and you have a school, you are a PTA person or, you know, or or you you don't know how to help your child thinking about college, uh, Jessica can be of help. She can mentor and coach your child on how to transition from uh, high school to college because we always take that for granted. Even when I went to college some um, close to some 50 years now, (laughs) we we struggled with that, right? We struggled with uh, moving from uh, uh, high school, from home environment into college. And this is what Jessica does very well. She can mentor, coach, help you help your child on how to prepare for college. So Jessica, I want to thank you for sharing with uh, our audience. Uh, And if you are thinking of making a choice to create your own economy, but you are not sure where to start, I invite you to go to my website and download our 10-point checklist. That will really help you to to figure out your readiness. Uh, So go to clarogr.com slash checklist. And if you want to have a conversation with me, uh, I have uh, a free discovery call that you can take advantage of. Go to clarogr.com slash meet, M-E-E-T. I will see you on the next episode. Thank you, Jessica. Bye. (laughs) Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode. The best gift you can give me is by sharing this podcast with your friends, your family, and reviewing it. 
which will help this podcast to grow organically. If you want to create your own economy and live the life that you deserve, join my next workshop or schedule time with me. My purpose may as well be to help you on your journey. Visit clarogr.com forward slash workshop. See you again next week.